you can relax, you can also be productive during this time. You know, it's a privilege to be able to do that. Hey everyone, welcome back to Hashtag Pass the Mic Youth. This episode is a mic drop where we share conversations with young activists around the world. We know that things are different right now and they're rapidly evolving day by day. COVID-19 is sweeping across the world and for many of us, it can be scary, confusing, and even anxiety-inducing. The concern for the well-being of humanity is sitting heavily on all our minds. In this mic drop, Nuera spoke with Macy Lee about how to keep our mental health up during these chaotic times and about her work as a mental health advocate, both in the Philippines and around the world. Hi, I'm Macy. Um, I'm a first-year international relations and psychology major at UC Davis. Um, I'm a mental health activist, so I've been an activist since I was 15 years old. And I founded um, Talent Lisa, which is a accredited nonprofit based in the Philippines uh, for mental health. And since then, like since I moved to the United States for college, um, I started My State of Mind, which is an international branch of Talang Lisai, where you can get involved in spreading mental health awareness wherever you are in the world. And other than that, I'm also a public speaker. Um, I've been a paid public speaker since I was 17, and I'm also a writer. So um, I write for the California Aggie, which is our student-run newspaper, and Agora Media, which is an international media company. And I also like making YouTube videos, um, although I don't get it's not really like my job to make YouTube videos. Um, I really enjoy film and documenting my life through vlogs. So yeah. Great. That's a lot of stuff to be involved in. <laughs> How would you say that you you are doing during this um, quarantine situation? Well, honestly, I was really bummed out um, when they first announced it because I had to move out of my dorm. And like every college student knows this, especially freshmen who are living on campus. It was really hard like moving out. And out of nowhere, you're just like, you're really looking forward to like your spring quarters, spring semester. So it was really abrupt for me. But right now, I, I guess I'd, I'd say I'm doing well because I was able to like settle in. So I'm in SoCal right now, my cousin's house, and it's been really, it's been good. Um, but then, you know, you just have to remind yourself that even like during this time of like, oh my gosh, I'm so bored. I'm just in the house, like doing nothing. You have to think, uh, you know, of the matter in a global scale scale and where like people like, so many people in the world are, like, suffering more than you are, and, you know, people, some people don't even have homes, so I, I think this whole quarantine season just um, made me think in a better perspective. I was able to have, like, a, a growth mindset in a way that um, I was able to count my blessings each day, even if I wasn't doing a lot or, like, going out or, you know, even if I wasn't on campus with my friends, at least I'm safe, like, at least I'm with family, and yeah, you know, it just it just opened my eyes a lot, I think. I know that a lot of there's a lot of um, people talking about like making sure you're staying on top of your mental health during quarantine, you know, we're in the middle of sort of unprecedented times of the global pandemic happening. Um, mm -hmm. How would you say you're doing as far as that aspect? Um, I think I'm doing pretty good. Okay. You know, I, I'm also really shocked just with what's happening everywhere in the world, especially in my home country, um, the Philippines, because they have a lockdown right now and our president announced this, um, he's using um, military as a means to like, kind of quote unquote, scare people to not do anything and just stay at home. And it's kind of violent in a way for people who don't have homes again. So I think I'm just overwhelmed with 
like what's happening around the world but with me just like with myself um I think I'm doing good I think I'm like reconnecting with people I haven't reconnected with in a long time you know like friends you haven't checked up on and yeah it just made me realize a lot of things like recently but then it also like made me more socially inclined to knowing what's happening around me right right yeah what you were talking about with um reconnecting with friends and stuff like that so like I was just um thinking about how there's a lot of positive things that can come out of the situation um Mm -hmm. and as far as just like me I can find it I find like I feel guilty sometimes you know thinking about like oh I'm you know like the worst thing that's happening to me right now is that I'm bored in the house or whatever and there are people who are you know sort of battling on the front lines of this disease and hospitals people who don't have homes or places to go like there's just so many people who are doing a lot worse and so it can feel like it feels I don't know it just it, it doesn't you feel a little guilty sometimes just thinking about like using this time for you know relaxing and yeah. <laughs> catching up with friends yeah. and stuff but yeah. i think it's important i mean it's it's important to do those things as a as a person who is like a mental health activist what are what are some i guess tips or like um pieces of advice you have for people who are trying to figure out how to adjust to this like new way of living oh tips i guess i'd say like really um realign your mindset first of all it's a privilege that we're at home and that we have the ability to have access to the internet you know like you can relax you can also be productive during this time you know it's a privilege to be able to do that because some people have no other choice but to you know like run in this you know because I come from a third world country and I, I see I saw so many pictures of people in the streets like making quote-unquote homes for themselves using like cardboard just to like prevent the virus and actually everywhere around the world um toilet paper and like masks are out of stock so I saw this a picture of this kid he used like a plastic bag to just like cover his face because of the virus and you know you just kind of have to just just think of how lucky you are and kind of have that mindset to like, oh yes, I am blessed to be in this situation. I mean, I'm blessed to have a home in this situation and I'm blessed to be with my family right now. So I think that's the first step, first of all, because I mean, there's so many things happening. So you kind of just have to like shift your perspective a bit, especially if you feel like, if you have the tendency to say like, oh my gosh, I'm so unlucky. Like this is the worst thing that's happening to me. Cause like it is so, un- it is kind of untrue, especially with what other people are experiencing and I think the second thing is just to make a make a list of things you've been always wanting to do like things you've been pushing back like one of them like what I said a while ago was like talking to some friends that I haven't really talked to in a long time I spent a lot of time on that and I was able to catch up with them and kind of like reconnect with other people and another tip I guess is to go to things that that soothe you so I turned to the art so I also draw a lot I love drawing and writing so I, I go through that and I also reflect on what I've learned these past few months I think it's a good way to like um kind of ease your mind in a sense of reflecting on what's been happening in your life and also thinking oh is this what I do I like what I'm doing 
should I improve this or that in the future? Um, you can also use it as a time to as a time for self improvement, and I think that's a really good way of kind of doing that. So I guess like yeah, realign your perspective, um, connect with people, um, because you know quarantine shouldn't prevent you from connecting with other people, and you know, like maintaining that human connection with your friends and people and your family, and also just like kind of fixing yourself in a sense. Like reassessing how you're doing in life so far, and maybe like thinking of your goals, school-wise, outside school-wise, stuff like that. So I think that's a that's a good way to spend your time, and I think it's a good like practice for your mental health during this quarantine. One thing that I've been seeing a lot, um, just because I have been spending a lot of time on social media more so than I should be. Um, is people sort of saying like along the same lines as you, but sort of to the extreme of make sure you're using every second of this quarantine to be as productive as possible. Like this is time that you've been given to really, you know, get start a business or um, get a new hobby. We should have like new hobbies by the time you get out of like sort of putting pressure on you to to yeah. maximize the the time that you're getting and. Um, I guess I just want to know what your response is to that um, idea. Honestly, I don't think it's necessary to pressure yourself so much. Like, you can do it if you feel like it. But then if you if you just want to chill, you know, one day and, like, not do anything, that's totally fine, too. Because I've been doing... I, I had, like, a, a three-day, like, doing nothing, just Netflixing, um, playing with my nephews kind of day, you know, not being so productive, like... I, I just, I don't like the super fast-paced culture we have. You know, that pressure that people put that you have to be productive every single second. I think it's totally fine to take a breather and just relax and not do anything. Because doing nothing is good too. And I don't think enough people realize that. While it is good to be productive, like, I do agree with the person who said that in the sense that you should kind of make time to, you know, discover new things and like, come out as a better person in quarantine but then not necessarily to the point where you have to like every single second I have to do this and you know since we can't go out and whatever like I, I think you should take time to breathe because this is a global pandemic like even the World Health Organization like called it a uh, global pandemic and it affects everyone like even if n- n- let's just say like no one in your family has the virus it it still has a profound effect on everyone because all of our daily routines are cut and the the norm of like going out and you know our our, our everyday lives are like are are completely transformed especially for students right who um are so like used to going to school having that routine and like seeing their friends and their teachers and like uh learning um and it also changes the lives of like uh obviously the frontliners who are out there um from doctors to people who deliver your food like everyone's going through something so i definitely don't think it's necessary to be productive every second like if if i if i could encourage anything um it's to like really just take time to breathe and you know be there for yourself and be there for other people and i i think as you ease your way into things that's when you should consider being productive but if you don't feel mentally healthy then i don't think it's good to like go to work right away or do whatever the yeah i liked what you said about the idea of the the fast pace sort of like extremely productive <laughs> pressure to be extremely productive society it's so much pressure under normal circumstances and i think 
when you add in a global pandemic, it just becomes even worse. And so I was wondering as like a, as an activist, as a writer, as, you know, somebody who produces like content and stuff, do you want to talk a little bit about like your work and like the things that you've done? Um, we sort of touched on it a little bit. Um, is there anything that you'd want to flesh out? Oh yeah, sure. So basically like what I said, um, I founded two mental health organizations, um, one based in the Philippines, which is registered as a nonprofit. And um, basically, I started that when I was 15 because my brother has autism. And I don't know, autism awareness back home wasn't really prevalent. So I wanted to, you know, break the stigma of like autistic kids and adults, like not being able to have a job or stuff like that, um, which is why I started Talangalisai. So it's in Tagalog, which means pure star. Um, that's the, that's the literal translation of it. And um, we've done a lot of projects, not just uh, for autistic kids and adults, but also for other mental health disorders. Um, we had a fundraising, we had a tennis fundraising event because um, I used to play tennis in high school. So we had that event and that was the very first project I did, actually. And it was for uh, rehabilitation for patients who experience war in Marawi. So Marawi is this place in the Philippines south of the philippines um and when that took off this this media company contacted us and they said oh we want to cover it um and it was like the biggest media um outlet in the philippines so i was like sure that that's great and i had no idea how they discovered us it was kind of out of the blur actually and that's when things really took off i guess because people started discovering um the advocacy and the love for mental health so i guess that that project uh jump-started many others so in Talang Delisai, um, I work closely with the government, actually. So we're, we're part of the um, National Youth Commission, which is like an advisory council uh, for the Senate in back home. And we, uh, one of the biggest projects we did recently was um, we helped senators legislate uh, mental health laws in the Philippines because we really, we really need a lot of those. And um, so we suggested laws, and one of the laws actually got approved, which was um, establishing a mental health hotline. So we are actually one of the st- uh, stakeholders for establishing a nationwide mental health hotline in the Philippines. So that was, I think, that's one of the biggest and most proud projects, I- I'd say, for the organization. Um, and obviously, I had, when I was considering going to college here, I was thinking that I should like continue the advocacy, obviously, in the United States. And so I, I did that through My State of Mind. So My State of Mind is like a global initiative. Anyone around the world can join and help in. And my other friends, actually, who were part of Talang Lisai, um, who are studying abroad, so people in like Canada and Europe and here in the U.S., um, expressed their interest of like, we want to continue our position but we want to do that through my state of mind like through this global um initiative and so that's how it like also grew and how and that's also how like other people from around the world like discovered us which is really really great um and one of our projects right now for my state of mind is just collaborating with universities so our latest collaboration was um with the uc davis mental health initiative and the next one was supposed to be at uh, NYU um, because one of the directors are there. But unfortunately, through the due to COVID-19 again, um, things were postponed. But I'm really excited for that collaboration also. 
in Canada. Um, we have one director at UBC. So it's really fun. Um, and it's it's also really chill. Like the our work, uh, we have this mantra at work, which is like, really prioritize your well-being first. If you don't feel well, um, they would kind of have a protocol to let me know. And then I'd give them like another uh, day to do things and to work and be productive. So yeah, those are just the, the main things. There isn't really a particular project we do like every single year it kind of just like we we go around what's happening in the world so it's close with like social issues so in our social media accounts right now it's very COVID-19 related and we just try to help people who follow our accounts like what to do during this time and stuff like that wow that's amazing and on the sort of the team that you have um either in the Philippines or even in the states and Canada are they a lot of like are there a lot of young people almost 100% completely youth led um a lot of us are college students and um we we find joy in like working in nonprofit movements because number one it's not pressuring <laughs> because we already have a lot of like pressure and stuff like that and you know these people are so busy i have no idea honestly like I'm also, like, questioning how I did it in my freshman year. I had a lot on my plate, too, with all of these, like, social events. Because uh, in in your life, there's, like, you have your social life, your academic life, stuff like that. So I'm kind of just fascinated how we all found time to (laughs) kind of reconnect our schedules. But, yeah, a lot of us are college students, and a lot of our members are high school students. So, yeah, it's it's youth-led, and it makes life way easier for us. I don't know. There's just something with, like... I've seen this, like, general pattern with how some adults, like, really underestimate what the youth can do. And I've experienced that because I've been called, like, too idealistic and too off-board with my ideas. Like, when I was planning that whole um, tennis, like, charity tournament, which was the first project, right? Like, I was reserving the tennis courts in our, like, club place. And they're like, oh, you're planning this event. It's a fundraising. Like, we've never had that. And I was like, well, I guess it's going to be your first. So I was, like, reserving it. And they're like, are people even going to go? And, you know, like, small things like those, it kind of gets to me sometimes. Like, why are you so discouraging? And, it, it, I mean, I'm laughing at it now. But when I was when I was younger and, like, more immature, I was kind of, like, feisty. And I, I went to my mom and I was like, why are people like this? Like, why are some adults so discouraging when it comes to things like these? And then my mom was just saying, like, that's how the world works. There are really some people that are gonna underestimate what you can do, underestimate what you and a bunch of other people are passionate about can do. But, you know, at the end of the day, as long, if you put your 100% and your effort and your heart into something, it's never gonna go to waste. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Hashtag Pass the Mic Youth. We hope that you're all doing well in the midst of everything that's going on right now. There's one more thing, though, that we want to share with you before you go. Over the last month, we've hosted an isolation activism art challenge where we've highlighted art created by young people in response to COVID-19. The theme was hope. To see, read, and hear these submissions for yourself, check out PassTheMicYouth.com and our social media at PassTheMicYouth.
One of our submissions is a beautiful song written, sung, and played by Talia Dalton. We'd love to share it with you. So here it is. It's titled, For Today. Talia wrote it to remind listeners that even though we're living in this crazy time where your worries may overwhelm you and take over your thoughts, we still have this moment. We still have each other and the blue sky, the changing clouds, a bird song, and the sunrise. So let your worries fade into the beauty of today. We've got no place to go, so stay here with me and in my other blue sky. Ooh. Watching the clouds floating by as a sparrow sings his lovely song. Hashtag Pass the Mic Youth is a product of NC State Extension, but does not necessarily represent its views.